Today is September 23rd, and this is Managing Editor Justin Mitchell with another edition of the 21 News Podcast. And on this edition, we're talking about leadership. Now, many books have been written about the habits of leaders and successful people, and generally the focus is always about what the habits of a good leader are. But what about how those habits are developed and the mistakes along the way that help form them? That's the focus of a new book by Dr. Ron Dwinnells, the CEO of One Health Ohio. Doctor, thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. So, Doctor, before we get into the book, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do? Just sort of introduce yourself to us. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm Ron Dwinnells. I'm the CEO of One Health Ohio, as you said. My education and training is in pediatric medicine, so I'm a pediatrician. Uh, I practiced uh, for about 10, 15 years, and I've been doing the CEO bit for the last 25 years. So uh, um, I, I don't practice medicine anymore. Uh, I primarily run the organization as, a, as an executive director type. All right. So, so the book is called Don't Pick Up All the Dog Hairs. Tell me, tell me what that refers to. What's what's that about? What's the basic theory here? So, so the design of the book. Um, well, I'll, I'll just give you a, a brief backdrop on this. Um, so, I I did this lecture series over at NeoMed at the med school for about 25 years, and and it was a, a series of uh, leadership lectures. And one of the series evolved into what I called "Don't Do That." And it was it was basically anecdotes, stories, uh, tidbits of mistakes and failures that I've experienced over my leadership years, and uh, and and what I learned from them, and and it turned out to become a really popular lecture because you know it's kind of funny sometimes to laugh at yourself when you screw up and stuff. So so that's what happened to to me, and 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 all the stories. Uh, you know, we're real life stories, real things that happened, and what did I learn from them? And so, so the, the 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 book is designed with a series of stories, and um, and then you know, at the end, I always talk about you know what what did I what did I get out of this? And and a lot of people liked that format uh, of of the lecture. So anyway, don't pick up all the dog hairs. Happened to be one of the the stories, and. And just briefly, what the story is about is, um, and and re remember, this book is not only about leadership, but it's about life lessons as well. And I, I view everyone as being their own leaders, their their own life leader. So to, to me, they kind of coincide, being a leader of an organization or being a leader of yourself. So, so anyway, um, so one of the incidents that occurred to me was, um, when one of my daughters was going into the sixth grade, she was always a really smart kid, but always did really good in school. And, but she always made a B here or a B there. So I challenged her and I said, hey, her name is Abby. And I said, hey, Abby, if you make all A's for the whole year, then daddy will get you whatever you want. So she says, okay, very nonchalantly. And um, anyway, the year goes by and I thought she forgot about it. And the last quarter comes up and she says, Hey Dad, I think I'm going to get all A's this time, and that means I'll get all A's uh, for the whole year. And I said, Yeah, that's really good. And she says, Well, you remember you were going to get me anything, uh, every anything that I wanted. I said, Sure. So she says, I want a dog. I said, Oh, okay. So she already cut out a paper clipping, you know, and and, and so forth. And um, anyway, long story short, she made the A's. We went and got her dog, and it was a a, a lab, a, a, a yellow lab, and she named him Charlie. 
Well, when I was a kid, I had dogs, but they were always outside dogs. And I never even thought about bringing the dog inside. So she wanted to keep Charlie inside. Well, I happened to be the main house cleaner in my house at the time. Uh, so, you know, and on the weekends, that's what I did is I cleaned the house. Well, now I have a dog living in the house. And there's, and if you don't know, labs shed a lot of hair. So there's, there's hair everywhere. It's getting on my nerves. There's a saliva everywhere because he salivated a lot, even peed in places, you know, things like that. So, so you know, it, it kind of got me a little bit upset. And, and I was cleaning like a fiend every weekend. And anyway, I, I, one day I just thought, you know, this is crazy. That's all I'm doing on the weekend. So I announced to my family, I'm quitting. Um, I'm, I'm going to quit cleaning. And uh, so I started doing things in my backyard. I, I built a gazebo. I built a pergola. I didn't know that I could build things, but I really enjoyed it. And I, I built um, a koi pond and, and uh, some gardens, and, and it looked beautiful. And anyway, time went by, and Charlie, you know, Charlie died. And um, but um, but the, the the point of that that story is I had to give in. And in leadership, a lot of times, most leaders become leaders because they tend to be more aggressive. They tend to get things done and, and so forth. Uh, they tend to be more on the, on, the, on, the, on the alpha male side, right? And, but a good leader, I think, sometimes needs to give in and sometimes let go. And that's the lesson of the story. By letting go, I, was, I found myself having a beautiful backyard. I get something really good out of it which I never would have if I didn't let go. So, uh, so that's, the, that's kind of the take-home message is good leaders sometimes we know to let things go and, and let it right. It might not be the right time. It might not be the right situation. Just let it go. So that's kind of the, the lesson. And, and that's one of the stories in, in, the, in the book. Sure. And it's, so it's sort of prioritization too then. I mean, like at the end of the day, going nuts over the dog hair is going to drive you insane, but you're going to be better off for it. So let's prioritize what's important here. Yes. And you're never going to get them all. Some things are outside of your, your control. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's interesting that uh, it, it seems that the whole thing is the, the concept is wrapped around learning from your mistakes, acknowledging that, you know, we kind of all make mistakes and that those are opportunities to learn from. I want to, you know, in researching to, to do this interview, I, I wanted to read some of the reviews of the book. Um, there are a few, you know, they're internet reviews. They're not uh, like, like, so I read one on goodreads.com. <clears throat> now I'm going to warn you, this is mostly actually a positive review, but there's a little sting in this, in the part that I'm going to read you. Okay. Um, and I wonder if this person isn't actually maybe missing the point, which is why I want to bring it up. Okay. So they said in part, quote, <clears throat> It makes me wonder if I should even take advice from a man like this. This isn't the only time his ego comes through. In the chapter about not knowing everything, he gets angry when his child knows that the U.S. has alligators and not crocodiles, and he calls them ugly and says, who cares? He had a mental fit that this child knew more about something than him. While he's right that a leader doesn't have to know everything, how you react to not knowing makes you a leader, and I did not see a leader in this passage. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that sort of the point that you were referring to that as a mistake you made that you learned from? Yes. <laughs> the point about that that story, and I, I always use that story because I think it's good. It's, it, it's a humbling story. Uh, so my undergraduate major was in biology. So why don't I know the difference between alligators and crocodiles? Well, because I didn't have passion. 
And uh, in that particular passage, I believe is in the passion uh, chapter where if you, if a leader does not have passion um, uh, to drive that person, they can be the smartest person. They can be the strongest person. They can have the most financial background, best financial background. But if you don't have the passion to do something, then you're, you're, you're not going to be able to do it and do it well. And, and that's the story. I was not passionate about biology in, in college. It was a stepping stone for me to go to medical school. Uh, I, had, I, I had no desire to know the difference between alligators and crocodiles. So the point is, is that if, if you're not passionate about something, a subject or whatever, then, then you're not going to do well in it. And, and that was the point of that. Yeah, so I think this person did miss the point. But, uh, but yeah, I think if she read it or she or he read it again, then, um, then I think they might get it. But, but that was a, just an illustration that, you know, uh, passion is super important to be a good leader or, you know, even a leader of your own life. Um, now I teach, I, I, I talk to people a lot when I'm, you know, between my own children or even just, you know, people that are younger hires here at the station, whether they're a young producer, a young reporter. And, uh, and, and I just kind of want to get your take on, on this because this is the way I frame it with them. And it sounds like it might be along the same line, which is I, I always talk about something I call the sting. And the sting is some mistake you made early on that you felt terrible about, you felt you beat yourself up over, but you spend the rest of your career running away from that feeling. And it's actually a good thing, even though it feels awful, because it helps you sort of challenge yourself and grow. And I can tell you a story. My, my, my sting was I was a young web producer at this station. I took a phone call <clears throat> from somebody and they said, you want to be in this place at this time tomorrow. That's kind of all they said. It was a it was a courtroom we needed to be in, and uh, and I'm thinking, oh, this is great. I I got a tip. We know where we need to be. This is I'm excited. I got my first tip phone call, and of course every supervisor here said, well, who'd you talk to? I don't know. They didn't say. They didn't say, or you didn't ask. Well, I didn't ask, but but we want to be here. Well, why do we want to be there? Well, maybe we could do this story today if you got some information. We don't even know how to chase it down now. And I remember one of the producers here who'd been here a long time suggested that maybe I shouldn't be allowed to answer the phone anymore. <laughs> now, I'm laughing as I tell that story, and I'm also still, 13 years later, mortified. <laughs> but I remember it. It helps me teach people yeah. Um, uh, uh, that that I've been there, and I understand when you make mistakes, and also you should feel that it, it uh, you take some pride in what you do. You're not perfect, but you learn. Yeah, and and actually, there's a chapter in the book about that concept about embracing your mistakes or your failures, your adversities. Embrace it because so many people, especially these days, I've noticed, especially in the younger folks, they never admit to mistakes. They, you know, they, they, oh, I didn't do that. It's somebody else's fault, right? I mean, we see it everywhere, actually, you know, even on our government aspects, right? They, sure, <laughs> they, sure. It's not, it's not their fault. And, and I think it's really important for us to acknowledge um, these things. These, it, it's not a bad thing, and, and you learn from it. And that's, that's what I try to impose upon my, my students when I teach them exactly what you just said, you know, um, hey, you know, and, and you still feel it. And I still feel all my pains over the years, but I really learned from it. And, and I think I became a better leader and a better person 
because I did embrace it. I didn't shy away from it. And um, and yes, I 100% yeah. agree with what you just said. If you're a finished product, it might be time to retire. If you're yeah. still in this, you can still learn. Yes. Yeah. Now, now, you mentioned this earlier, but you know, not everyone is necessarily a leader in their profession, at least not structurally. But how does some of this apply to just everyday life, say parenting or relationships or, I mean, just your, your self-improvement? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I exactly what you just said. It's um, uh, you know, a lot of it, it. Most of the stories are not attached to um, higher leadership. It's it's really personal things. So like, um, um, okay, so I have a chapter in there called "Don't Be Nice." Okay, well, at first glance, like really, you know, don't be nice. Well, actually, what it's really about is don't be naive. Um, and so don't be nice is that, so there was an incident many years ago that happened to me. Um, I was, um, I was new at my CEO job. You know, there's no such thing as leadership school per se. Uh, you know, I went to medical school. You don't learn about leadership. You learn about medicine. And, uh, so, you know, a lot of, most of it is on the job type of training. So I'm, um, I'm, I want people to like me because I'm thinking, uh, if, if they like me, then they'll do what I want them to do. Uh, you know, so that was kind of my basic thinking back then. So uh, one of the things that I, I never really believed too highly on is uh, time clocks. Okay, I get it from an administrative point of view. Yeah, it's a way of measuring people's work time and, and that's how I pay them. But, you know, does that work take 40 hours a week? Can you do it in 30 hours a week? Can you do it in 50 hours a week? Um, you don't, you don't know. So, so anyway, I announced to my group, we only had maybe about 12 people working for us at that time. We got over 200 now, but so I, it was a small group. And I said, um, okay, guys, we're, we're going to get rid of this time clock. You, you, you are adults. You can manage your time. You're responsible. We're going to get rid of the time clock and just do your job. So everybody's like nodding their heads. You know, you're the best CEO, Dr. They call me Dr. D. You're the best CEO, Dr. D. And um, you know, you know, so I felt good. You know, I was being nice and you know giving them the liberty of being adults. So, so we um, we did that. We implemented, and it's it's the proverbial story, and you'll know you, you know what happened. So the first week it was great. Everybody came in to work early, got patients processed. Patients were happy. Uh, employees were happy. I was happy. You know, it was great. And I thought, man, I'm a genius. I'm like a CEO genius type. Well, the second week, there was a couple people missing, you know, and I would say, hey, where did so-and-so go? Oh, well, they went to McDonald's for, you know, to get us some snacks. Oh, okay. Where did so-and-so go? Well, they had to go home and walk the dog. Oh, okay. By the third week, half the staff were missing. Like, where did they go? You know, and, and the other half that were left were really mad because they were doing all the work. And then you had all these patients that were mad because that, they were being backed up and uh, you know, so it was a disaster. And then by the fourth week, I re-implemented the time clock. And, and the lesson there was, okay, you know, okay, you can be nice, but come on, you know, you got to use your head a little bit. And, uh, and, and most people need structure um, in our personal lives, in, in their lives. Uh, it's kind of like kids. You got to give them structure. You want them to do things, but you got to give them structure. So, so that's what I learned about that. So that's kind of one of those little practical things. Um, you know, so that's kind of the way most of the stories are designed. They're, they kind of have funny titles on them, but um, but some of them do have 
somewhat profound meanings to them. <laughs> Absolutely. So, the, so, so the the full title of the book again is it's it's don't pick all don't pick up all the dog hairs, and then there's a subtitle that I don't have in front of me. So just yeah. Yeah. just plug it, play plug it to wrap this up here. What's, what's yeah. the full title, and where can they get it? <laughs> yeah, lessons for life and leadership. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's wherever, as they say, wherever books are sold. It's on it's at uh, all retail stores. It's online. It's on Amazon. It's on. Uh, um, I, I can't think of all the different chains of <laughs> outlets, but but yeah, they uh, they're they're available anywhere and everywhere. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Dr. Dwinnells, I, I thank you for your time, and I and I look forward to reading the book. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate you having me on. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank you. Okay, take care. Thanks. You Thanks. too. Bye. Bye.